from ABC News. I'm Mark Remillard. The United Kingdom formally declaring Charles III as its rightful king. In two separate ceremonies, Charles was pro proclaimed king. The first inside St. James Palace, and the second a public declaration on the palace's balcony. Prince Charles Philip Arthur George is now, by the death of our late sovereign of happy memory, become our only lawful and rightful liege lord, Charles III. During the first ceremony inside St. James, Charles delivered a personal address. This morning, Britain's new king making a new declaration about the queen's death. My mother gave an example of lifelong love and of selfless service. This just moments after the Accession Council, which includes the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Prime Minister, Queen Camilla, and Prince William, signed the official proclamation. Charles then proclaimed king from the balcony at St. James Palace. In As Deliquitera, ABC News. London. In federal court in Florida, both the Justice Department and attorneys for former President Trump have submitted their suggestions for who should serve as special master over the documents recovered from Mar-a-Lago. The role of special master to review materials taken from former President Trump's Florida Country Club, the government and his attorneys each submitted two names. The Justice Department suggested retired Judge Barbara Jones. She served as special master in investigations involving Trump's former attorneys Michael Cohen and Rudy Giuliani. Trump's side suggested Raymond Deary, a former chief judge of the Brooklyn Federal Court. The two sides disagree on the time frame. The government wants the special master done by mid-October. Trump's team said the review could take 90 days, pushing it past the midterm elections. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. A teacher strike in Seattle reaching into a third day over class size and pay. You're listening to ABC News. I'm Tamron Hall. Why give your family just ordinary eggs when they can enjoy the best? Eggland's Best. The only eggs with more fresh and delicious taste, plus superior nutrition compared to ordinary eggs. With six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 38% more lutein. Because the way we care is anything but ordinary. Only Eggland's best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Ooh, my. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending UMA, and they're all-in-one phone, video, and collaboration solution. UMA? Yep. Switching to UMA is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. UMA. Now you're feeling it. Visit UMA.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. UMA. Smart communications for the smarter business. A reward now being offered to find a former U.S. military contractor who was convicted of bribing Navy officials. He goes by Fat Leonard, and he's been on the run since last weekend when U.S. Marshals say Leonard Francis cut off his ankle monitor and made a run for it. He had been on house arrest. Francis was about to be sentenced in San Diego for being the ringleader of the largest corruption scandal in Navy history. His neighbors say they were moving trucks outside of his home before he disappeared. Now the U.S. Marshals are offering a $40,000 reward for info on his whereabouts. It's believed he may have fled to Mexico, but from there, where he could have gone is anybody's guess. Alex Stone, ABC News. Schools are closed and public water fountains covered up after E. coli bacteria was detected in Wilmington, Massachusetts's water supply. Officials say they hope to fix the problem as soon as this weekend, but in the meantime, residents are being told to boil water in many restaurants serving bottled water. 
Amid a difficult summer travel season, two House Democrats are calling for a federal investigation into whether airlines used any of the $54 billion they received in pandemic relief funds to pay employees to quit. The lawmakers said buyouts to employees would have made the current pilot shortage worse and contributed to widespread cancellations and delays. The lawmakers calling on the Treasury Department's Inspector General to investigate. You're listening to ABC News. Ad paid for by USA Veteran Law Group. Attention Marines, if you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune for more than 30 days between 1953 and 1988, you were exposed to drinking water contaminated with benzene and other highly carcinogenic chemicals, causing those exposed to develop devastating health conditions. You may qualify for significant compensation if you have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, bladder, kidney, or liver cancer, or other serious health conditions. Get justice. Call 844-982-0001 or visit usaveteranlawgroup.com. I'm Mark Remillard, ABC News. Hey, I'm going to the kitchen. Can I grab you a Coors Light? Yeah, that sounds good. Huh. I never knew there was a zip line in my fridge. Hey! Hey, hey buddy! Hey, buddy. Yeah. You got two Coors Lights up there? You got it! Always brewed down to 34 degrees. With a taste as cold as the Rockies, only Coors Light gives you refreshment every time. Here you go. Two Coors Lights. Awesome, man. Wow, these are really cold. That's the only way I deliver it. Sure. I mean, you being a mountain climber and all. Yep. You probably need a pretty warm coat in there, huh? Yep. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Ask him if he has any nachos. Um, you got any nachos in there? No. Just icy cold Coors Light? Yep. That makes sense. It is the Rockies. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With great beer comes great responsibility. Keep the umbrellas around for the weekend. Hello, everyone. From the Watchdog, I'm Darnell Foster. Mostly cloudy skies should prevail for the majority of your Saturday with highs in the upper 70s. But we'll see this chance of scattered showers and storms sneaking through late afternoon, early evening with the overnight low of 60 degrees. Showers on and off for your Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy temperatures near 75 for the daytime high. Have yourself a great weekend, everyone, from the Watchdog. I'm Darnell Foster. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. Live from the Robinson Auto Studios, it's Slider on Sports, your weekend source for local, college, and NFL news. And a big old good morning to you. You're welcome to Slider on Sports. And I'm Bob Slider. And this program is a chance for you, the listener, to call in and give your thoughts. No text. This is old-fashioned talk radio. I'm just not smart enough to do it. But all you have to do is give me a call. And uh, how do you do that? You do it by using the Free O Stack Auction Service Hotline. Very simple. 304 214 I would love to uh, have your call. This show is going to be about you, the listener, the caller, hopefully. Way back when, when I decided to get into this business, I was a listener, and then I decided to be a caller. And then, voila, 
I was kind of consumed by talk radio, sports talk radio the best. So for an hour on Saturday, I'm going to dedicate my time. I enjoy it. It's not like I'm doing something that I don't like to do. But I, I'm trying to create an opportunity to get away from Facebook. I know that's the, 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 the new thing. I'd like to bring back old-time radio. You don't have to agree with me. You can tell me I'm an idiot. As long as you're not too disrespectful, this is your time. And again, all you have to do is pick up the phone. It's the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline, 304-214-1600. We have an hour. We have a lot of time. So get your thoughts together. If you do, all you have to do is do that. Lots of high school football last night. Uh, games right here on the Watchdog Network, WKKX, Wheeling Central over Bel Air, and it was a great game. I know everybody says that, but I listened to it and watched it on TV. Didn't miss a play. Great game. Riley Watkins, 182 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, went right down to the wire. Wheeling Central, 26, Bel Air, 20. It appears that Union Local is for real. 45-14 to 14 over Harrison Central. Union Local, the Jets continue to roll there. Barnesville shuts out Shadyside. Looks like it's going to be a tough one for Shadyside. 38-0, to zero, Barnesville over the Tigers. Madonna, 40, Bridgeport, Ohio, 6. A game that you heard right here on our sister station, WVLY. Bridgeport, West Virginia, 49, John Marshall, 21. Cameron continues to roll, 42 over Frontier, 6. Again, Cameron, 42, Frontier, 6. University bounces back. They, uh, 43 to 14 victory over Brook last night. Weir, 35 to 9 victory over Indian Creek. It was St. Clairsville, 54, Martins Ferry, 18. Wheeling Park uh, suffered their first loss of the season. They traveled to Cleveland, took on St. Joe. Uh, Wheeling Park falls 54-27. And a big win for Bellsville. Bellsville 43-134. And we do have a game later on today. Lindsley uh, kickoff at 1.30. Cardinal Mooney uh, travels uh, from Youngstown uh, down to take on Lindsley. And is there anyone... Any school uh, around here or anywhere in the state of West Virginia or the OVAC, as far as that goes, that has a, a, a tougher schedule than Lindsley? I mean, you, you talk about a school that just says, come on, we'll play. They play the big hitters. I know they, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but they take on uh, Steubenville later on this season. And uh, usually that doesn't end well. So, again, kudos to, uh, to Lindsley. Really stands out. What an outstanding uh, schedule they have, and uh, best of luck uh, to the cadets there. Another thing that I wanted to mention before we get going, uh, growed up in Wheeling my whole life. Back in the day, Channel 7 stayed on your, uh, your dial the whole, the whole day, Channel 7. So I go back with the station almost 60 years. And to me, those memories, I, I, I can't shake. And the memories I'm talking about is Mark Davis, John Dominic, Jennings Martin. I thought growing up that Jennings Martin was the coolest guy in Wheeling. He got his suits uh, from Bernhardt's, snappy dresser. And not only was he the sportscaster here in Wheeling, every spring he got to spend a couple weeks in Florida with the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
and he would deliver his uh, spring, uh, spring training reports. And I was a huge Jennings Martin fan. But guess what, Jennings Martin? You got to roll over. There's a new guy on Mount Rushmore, and that's Scott Nolte. The best compliment I could give Scott Nolte is this. It is now Mark Davis, John Dominic, and Scott Nolte. He's been there 30 years, and he's not going anywhere. He's still a young guy. So I, I really want to, uh, to say that to Scott. Way to go, Scott. Uh, to, to do any job for 30 years is, is tough. And to do it as well as you uh, have done it, uh, outstanding. So uh, if you see Scott, tell him, hey, that guy Slider on sports, he was, uh, he was pumping you up a little bit this morning, but I mean it. Uh, that's uh, outstanding work by Scott Nolte. If you want to talk uh, college football, I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not a Ohio State fan. I root for the Mountaineers. I was pulling for them uh, last Thursday against Pitt, but I picked Pitt. What I'll try to do on this show and what I try to do in my life, if I'm going to make a bet, I try to use my brain. I try to stay away from the teams that mean a lot to me. That would be the Steelers. That would be the Mountaineers. Now, if I truly believe that they'll cover, then I'll include them in my pick. But normally, I'll stay away from them because, again, my heart, eh, it's hard to bet against them. The, the game at, at Pittsburgh a week ago, not this past Thursday, but a week from Thursday, I haven't watched a college game every play like that for maybe 10 years. I'm not the Mountaineer fan that I once was. I couldn't take the heartbreak. Tough enough being a Steeler fan. You know, that Monday morning, if, if the Mountaineers would lose on Saturday and the, and the Steelers would lose on Sunday, I was a basket case. I, 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 I wore it all day long. It took me till maybe uh, Wednesday, <clears throat> excuse me, before it wore away. I, I really was that big a fan. And I, I, I had to tell myself, and you can't do this anymore. You can't go on like this. Up and down, up and down. But it was enjoyable Thursday. And I, and I was very proud of the Mountaineers. Very, very proud. They, they more than showed up. What I thought the deciding factor would be is, was the, the lines, both offensively and defensively for Pitt. They were ranked 17th in the country. And the so-called experts talked about their line. Almost all their linemen came back from last year. And they had a, a, a tremendous season the year before, ACC champs. So I thought that was going to be the difference. And I thought Pitt would win handedly. But they didn't. In fact, I don't know there's any way to think about that game other than West Virginia should have won it. The juggling act pops up for the interception, returns for six. Tough way to go out, especially for the receiver. He had a couple touchdowns in the game, great game. Nobody's going to remember that. They're going to remember the pick six. Today is going to be, I think, a, a tougher test for the Mountaineers. Home opener, big favorites, I believe close to 14 points. Kansas, should beat Kansas. But is there going to be a letdown? I mean, that's your biggest rival. Forget the Big 12. I mean, they got rivals out there. But your biggest rival is 60 miles right up 79. Huge, huge letdown. So what the Mountaineers can't do today, they cannot afford to have any kind of letdown because I don't think they're that good. I think they played a little bit above 
a week ago. Again, everybody watching me, you're on national TV, you're playing your, your dreaded rivalry, and they really showed up. I just hope they, they have that same kind of game today. I hope they come out and make a statement. If you have any thoughts on Mountaineers, again, give us a call at 214-1600, area code 304-214-1600. That is the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. We would uh, be glad to take your call. We'll take a break. Hopefully uh, you will be inspired. When we come back, we'll talk a little uh, pro football right here on The Watchdog. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problems. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Hey, high school football fans, if you want to see where your team ranks every week, check out the Thornhill Auto Group Power Rankings at WVMetroNews.com. Every Sunday evening, we will update the football power ranking to find out where your favorite team ranks. Go to WVMetroNews.com, click on the High School Sports tab, and then High School Football Power Rankings. The 2022 Metro News Power Rankings presented by Thornhill Auto Group. The road to total savings starts with Thornhill. Visit them on the Thornhill Motor Mile. Menards Radio, code R223604. It's sale 36A, 32nd Radio. Save big on your next project at Menards. Protect and maintain your wood surfaces with Minwax stains and finishes. They offer a variety of easy-to-use products that provide a beautiful, rich finish, lasting for years to come. The fast dry time means you can start and finish your project in just a day. Get 11% off all Minwax products. Good through September 11th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. And welcome back to Slider on Sports. It's uh, 8.18 on your Saturday morning. Again, the Frio Snack Auction Service Hotline is there for you to call. 304-214-1600. Appreciate it. If you have any thoughts on, uh, on your Saturday sports, we went through the high school action. Before we uh, take a look at the pros, did you, did you notice uh, what the Pirates did this week with their Hall of Fame? Which, hey, anytime there's a Hall of Fame, that's good, right? The, the mistake that I think the Pirates made, and, and they make their share, they honored the, the non-living. And those guys are great. They're Hall of Famers, most of them. What about, what about Dick Grote? I think he's in his 90s. Dick Grote doesn't belong, deserve to be in the, in the Power uh, Hall of Fame. The first class, 1960, National League MVP, World Series uh, hero. Maz hit the home run to, to win it, but Dick Grote played a big part of that. What about Vernon Law? 20-game winner, I believe, in 1960. Elroy Face. These guys are still living. Now, they'll probably eventually put them in. And, 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 but that'll be for their children. That'll be for their grandchildren being there celebrating Pops' career. But what about now? You don't think Dick Grote, a Pittsburgh native, watching that thinking, man, I hope I get my chance. He will, he will get his chance, and he will get in. The, chance, the question is, will, will he be breathing? 
Arky Vaughn, the Wainers, sure, Hall of Famers. They deserve to be in the Pittsburgh Pirate Hall of Fame. But again, a little bit of common sense would have been, hey, hey, Mr. Nutting, what about these guys that are going to get in that are 90? We can really make their day. Wouldn't that be better? But like most things, eh, the Pirates just don't get it right. And the other beef I had with them, you have this Hall of Fame. And what really was outstanding, Steve Blass, Dave Parker, Bill Mazeroski, they were there. I believe they were the only three living members of the uh, the first class of the Pirate Hall of Fame still living. And, and, and I'm sure they were on top of the world, and they should be. It's quite an honor. But if you wait too long, those other guys, eh, they're not going to be around here. And, and if any kind of a, a Pittsburgh Pirate Hall of Fame, first class, last class, any class, should be the first class. And Bob Prince is not in that. You don't pay tribute to the gunner, who at one time, I would bet everything I own, was more popular than the Pirates. He was that big. And I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, they kind of showed him the door. But, but a Pittsburgh Pirate Hall of Fame, and you do not include the gunner, Bob Prince, again, I, I just don't think they got it right there. I'm 60 years old. I'll never see the Pirates in a World Series. Kind of like if you're a Cleveland Brown fan. Are they ever going to make the World Series? Are they ever going to make the Super Bowl? I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. It seems like they keep going backwards. But the way baseball is today, you have to spend. You have to spend. Those players, they're turning down $200 million, $400 million. They're, they're turning it down. They're saying no thanks. And the contracts that the Pirates are handing out, not even close to that. It's more than embarrassing. I'll tell you what's embarrassing. When there's more fans of the other team than your fans. Now, okay, that'll happen once in a while. I was there in Three River Stadium. I've been there in PNC Park. When the Cleveland baseball team would come into town, there would be more fans rooting for them. Not a lot you can do about that. They're so close. And Three River Stadium was a huge stadium. They're going to get a ticket. You're not going to be able to keep them out. And with the Pirates being so bad now, Philadelphia does it. New York teams come in here. They have more fans in the stadium than the Pirates. Now, you might say, hey, Slider on sports, Bob Slider. Why does that bother you so much? Because I've been a fan a long time. I'm a baseball guy. I love sports, but down deep, I'm a baseball guy. And I don't have a team anymore. They still play up there. They're, they're still called the Pirates, but that's not the team that I grew up with. It's not – baseball was so much different than it, it was a It was a much more level playing field. The, the Steinbrenners and the Henrys didn't come in and buy championships. Wayne Huizenga bought a championship in Florida. You couldn't do it back in because of free agency. And then when free agency started, it wasn't as drastic. You couldn't just go out there and, and change your team from being so bad to so good in, in one off season. Just didn't work like that. It does now. But with the ownership of the Pirates, right here in Wheeling, West Virginia, it's all about money. It's the way they run their business. Baseball is just a business to them. Usually when owners jump into baseball, they've already made their money. Now they want a championship. They want to be known for bringing a winner to that community, to that team. 
The owners of the Pittsburgh Pirates don't think like that. They would love to have a winner, but they really don't want a winner because a winner costs money. That team gets good, they want more money. They don't want that. They want to be eh, right in the middle somewhere. They want all the, the non-baseball people to come to the ballpark. And that's what happens. Pup night, t-shirt night, fireworks night. That's, those, that's entertainment for them. They're not baseball fans. And there's just so much money now with the TV revenue. Doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. It's embarrassing when the cameras span and there's nobody in the seats. But that's not the factor anymore. Before, if your attendance was that bad, you might... You might have to leave the city. You might have to move your team. And that happened throughout baseball, throughout my lifetime. But they don't have to worry about that now because of TV. And what do they do? I looked at the paper today. Starting next year, they're going to speed the game up. I hate that. I, don't, I never wear a watch. I would never wear a watch to a baseball game. If you got somewhere else to go, don't go to the baseball game. The old-timers used to talk about that is the beauty of baseball. Look, there's no clock. There's no quarter. There's innings. An inning might take an hour. Might take three minutes. You just don't know. But TV and the advertisers and the dollars that they bring dictate everything in baseball now. They want the game quicker. And it's just so much money out there that fans, you're the ones that's paying it's like that uh, pair of basketball or tennis shoes you buy, the, the Air Jordans, 200 bucks. You're buying his name. Any endorsement, that's, why you're buy, that's what you're buying. And the owners, they just pass it on to the consumer. What's the cheapest seat at PNC Park now? I quit going. I quit going. I think that's what it's going to take. Major embarrassment where there's hardly anybody there. I don't want to hurt the nuttings. I got nothing against them. I, they're just lousy owners. Lousy. If they own your team, you're in trouble. What I'd love to see them do is sell the team. Huge profit. Probably over a billion dollar profit from their investment to what they'll get back out of the team. Take your money and go. So I quit going. I watch them. I root against them. I don't root so much against the players because they, they, they're just pawns in this. They're hoping for a big league career. But have you looked at that lineup lately? Yikes. When the other team's announcers are pointing the finger at you, saying how lousy your team is, that why aren't you spending from coast to coast? The owners get irritated with them because they have that luxury tax where they share the profit, right? Designed for the lower teams, help pump them up. They can spend that money and prove their team, right? That's how it's supposed to work. Works for Kansas City, works for Oakland. Not so much in Pittsburgh. Where's that money go? Ah, they'll give you a song and dance how they invested in their Puerto Rican programs, minor leagues. Oh, we got a great minor leagues. Well, who cares about your minor leagues? Your minor leagues is only good if those guys come up and they make your team. That's what makes your minor leagues. I remember the early 70s, about 1969. I was seven years old. 
You had Mazeroski, you had Stargell, you had Clemente. But this huge flux of players, Richie Hebner, Manny Sanguin, Al Oliver, they all came up, and that's what changed the Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, you're on Slider on Sports. Bob. Yes. Hey, hey, there, there's only two billionaires in the state of West Virginia. Okay. One is Jim Justice and the other is Bob Nutting. <laughs> I wish Jim Justice was the owner. He'd probably move him to Greenbrier. Yeah. It, I, there was something in something about MLB that uh, the Pirates um, team is worth $1.2 billion. Right. That's their right. value. And, and Bob Nutting sold uh, Seven Springs for, to Vail Industries for $1.2 billion. So he's worth $2.4 billion. But you know what the problem is? He wants more. He wants your money. He wants my money. It, there's right. no, it's not enough. And you know what? If that's not greed, what do you call it? Is that good business? Uh, and, and right, you can't embarrass him because you you look at the the visitors dug out for every game. I've watched the games. It, it's all the, the all those seats are taken by the visiting team. No and, question. And even when they played, even like when they played Toronto Blue Jays, it, it, it was all Toronto fans there. It's just the visiting team takes over that. They're averaging 16,000 fans paid attendance. That's just paid uh, a night. But half it, it, the actual in-seat attendance has got to be half of that every night. Just look. Just watch the game. Look at all those empty seats. You can throw a rock in there and not hit people <laughs> sometimes. You're right. And you know what? I just hope enough finally comes to enough. Bob Nutting is like a groundhog. That first cutting, you know, they don't want to come out too much. They don't even want to stick their nose out. Think about that kind of life. You're afraid to, and people are going to heckle you. People are going to get on you. I wouldn't want that kind of life. No. Before the pandemic started in 2020, he would always in spring training, he'd come out and give his annual statement on the season said, oh, I think we have a chance to maybe make the playoffs. Well, the last three years, it's a joke what they're putting on the field. He don't even make a statement. You don't hear anything from him. Because he's a groundhog. He's afraid to come out of the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm he, telling you, pal. He, yeah. And it just shows, yeah, yeah, well, it, it, again, it just shows you how strong greed is. You Billions is a, a lot, right? When, when you're talking billions, that, that is – astronomical you'll you'll never be able to spend that but and that's great but he wants more he wants more and more and more they say that with before the the first pitch out every year with with ticket sales and um his tv deal with uh hct sports and major league baseball his payroll is covered before they even throw a pitch first game who couldn't succeed and in business like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable the way he runs that organization. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, they're not going to be winners as long as he's the owner. And wouldn't you it, think it, when, when the family gets together and they make kind of decisions like that, they say, why would we sell? It never ends. They give us right. they give us multi, multi-millions every year. We're not selling. 
No, they, they say once he once he owns something, he never gives it up. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, I've been a lifelong pirate. I'm just as old as you are. I mean, I've been a lifelong pirate fan. And, it, it, you know, if you're a fan of another team in spring training and that, you say, well, yeah, we'll, we have a winning season. Maybe we make a 85, 90 games. You know, so many teams make the playoffs. When the Pirates, you're just hoping to win 82 games. They can't even do that. They've just clinched their 26th losing season out of the last 30 years since that 92 team, you know, 90, 91, 92, made the playoffs, and then they made the playoffs as a wild card 2013, 14, and 15, and then like a year or two later after that, they won 81, 82 games. They had a game canceled. But, yeah, that's four winning seasons in the last 30. And, you know, the other thing that irritates me, and, and we're beating up on him pretty good here, but I mean it. I, I don't know how he can say we're wrong. What, what really right. irritates me about him, remember our, uh, Russell Martin and, and, and uh, Jay Happ? Remember when they became free agents? And the Nutting said, well, we're going to, hey, we're going to make them an offer. We're, we're really going to try to keep them here. I think Garrett Cole was the same way. They make them a, a, an offer that they know they're not going to take. And they say, okay, we'll pull that money next year. We'll get a couple free agents. They lie to you. They take that money that they offer a Russell Martin or a Garrett Cole, and then they put it back in the bank where they want it, in that dark, big, big vault that they have somewhere here in Ohio County. You know, they stuff it back in there, and you never see that money again. No, well, there's there's a lawsuit pending. I mean, it's with the Pirates and a couple other teams from the Major League Baseball Players Union that they're that. Um, that it's it's basically like a luxury tax. Those teams like the Yankees and the Cubs and the Dodgers and all. I mean, anybody that's over a certain a dollar amount on their payroll, that has to go back into like the smaller market teams. And the um, the players union are 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 suing the Pirates and a couple other teams because they want to know where that money is going because these teams are still consistently bad and, and they want to know they, they you know there's a couple runners like the, i think the red sox or someone else are complaining it's just we're not gonna we're gonna not gonna pay that tax anymore if they're not gonna put the money back in their ball clubs and make them at least competitive you're exactly right think about that for just a second their own players they're pissed at them because they won't pay them fans like you and i we're pissed at them because they won't put a winner out there Major League Baseball owners are pissed at them because they, they give them this money to help them improve their, their team, and they put it in the bank. Everybody is right. jacked at Bob Nutting, but, but like you said, you can't embarrass them. George Washington yeah. is, is the most important thing in their life. How many George right. Watt pitchers of George Washington can we put in that vault? Right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, sad, it's a sad state of Pirates organization. And it gets worse and worse. Yeah, you have nothing to look forward to. As soon as they throw that first pitch on opening day, we're eliminated from the playoffs. Absolutely, and that's about the time Bob Nutting goes back for the uh, the, the, the the higher grass because he's gun shy, like a groundhog. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I really appreciate your call. Okay, have a good show, boy. Thank you, thank you. Call again, please. There you go, a little Pittsburgh Pirate talk. Wish it was better than that. There is one interesting thing out there for the Pirates. And I don't have it here in front of me, but I'm pretty sure about this. Their last homestand is against the St. Louis Cardinals. And I believe that Albert Pujols is sitting on 695 home runs. 
700 is a big number. So keep that in mind. If you want to go to a ball game, that would be a, a good one to go to. Let's go back to the phone lines. Hi, you're on Slider on Sports. Hey, uh, Bobby, uh, good show. Well, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to try to get things going here. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Gene. I got a couple peeves. One of them is the OBAC. Okay? The OBAC. These teams that get out of card, every team that's in the OBAC should be playing a team that's in the OBAC. Why does Blair got to go five hours away to play somebody? Because nobody will play him. That's baloney. I, I'm with you, Gene. But what do you do? How do you make it? How do you make another school play you? Well, let me tell you. I, I don't know how you do that, but let me give you a good example. As soon as the coaching ferry got hired, he got rid of two teams: Beaver Local, who's powerful, and they picked up some Catholic school, and then they got rid of Lindsley. Uh, Lindsley got out of it. I think they paid they paid Lindsley and uh, who else? Beaver Local a thousand dollars to get out of their contract. They tried to get Central to get out, but Central wouldn't do it. But I can guarantee you right now, their contract's up in Central, and Central will not be on their schedule next year. You're probably right, Gene. Did you see Lindsley's schedule? Talk about a, a, a team that nobody wants to play. Hey, they play anybody. Anybody. Isn't that the way it should be? Well, that is important, though, Gene. So let's think about that for a second. If we take this team like a Steubenville or a Wheeling Central, we're going to lose that game probably, and that might keep us out of the playoffs. And now we got to answer to the athletic director, the principal, all the fans. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Especially a conference that big. They should be able to get somebody. I don't understand it. But the LVAC, that's the way. Hey, I, I, I still think they should make them play, play teams that's in, uh, in, our, in the LVAC. I'm with you, Gene. What game did you listen to last night? I watched uh, Central and listened to I do it. I told you before. I love doing that. I watched the game and listened to it on the on the radio, it's like two different games. I was a little confusing last night because I did the same thing, and I even thought about turning the uh, the, the layoff because you were what you were hearing a play, and then you would see it what about fifteen seconds, ten. Uh, yeah, 20 I, think, I think it was a ten second delay. Right, so that kind of messed things up. But boy, what a good game it was! Both teams really played hard. I'll tell you what, uh, I can't understand Belair. Well, that's a that's a tough city, you know. <laughs> they, they they take their football pretty serious over there. Well, they got a good team, and I think they're going to be the rest of the year. They're going to be okay. I will tell you what, that guy's what's his name's doing a good job. I've watched them. Mark Boner. They they they, they played a both teams played great. I thought. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if if Bel Air wouldn't have pulled that out. You know, the last drive because it was that kind of game. Uh, well, you know what? He threw a couple passes. But I thought he should, he's running the ball great. Then he started throwing 
course, he connected on a few of them, too. And a couple of those passes were dropped. If you remember, Gene, they were, right. they were yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, so it was a good game back and forth. But uh, high school football at its best. Are you okay? A, right, well, one, more, one more question for: Are you a pirate fan? Did you grow up being a pirate fan? Well, you know, I, since there's nothing on TV anymore, I've been watching them on TV, and you know, some things they do is uh, great. I, I mean, I'm not really a, never been a real baseball fan. You understand? Right. But now that I'm watching it all the time, I see these other teams, and I'll tell you what: you're absolutely right. These other teams. When they walk out and they come out, there's something about these other teams. And when the Pirates come out, they seem like they're down. I, 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 I don't know. Well, they're not very good, and they know it. You know what? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's a shame. It is a shame. Okay. Thanks, Gene. I appreciate it, buddy. Okay. That was Gene jumping in. And you can, too. You can uh, give me a call at the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. It's 304-214-1600. Again, that is 304-214-1600. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the NFL. Uh, started Thursday, not a great game. Sometimes you'll get that. I think they started the pregame show like at noon, hyping it up. But eh, you'll get that sometime. So when uh, we return, we'll take a look at all the action in the NFL this weekend. Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The courtroom. With a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation. 304-232-5300. Hey, high school football fans, if you want to see where your team ranks every week, check out the Thornhill Auto Group Power Rankings at WVMetroNews.com. Every Sunday evening, we will update the football power ranking to find out where your favorite team ranks. Go to WVMetroNews.com, click on the High School Sports tab, and then High School Football Power Rankings. The 2022 Metro News Power Rankings presented by Thornhill Auto Group. The road to total savings starts with Thornhill. Visit them on the Thornhill Motor Mile. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problems. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Hey man, what can I get you? Yeah, can I have two cores lights? You got it. Hey Mike! I need two cores lights! Sean Bay! With a taste as cold as the rock. 
The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 141, would like to welcome all to the Game of the Week, and they wish all local teams and players a safe and successful season. The IBEW Local 141 proudly supports local student-athletes. Apprenticeship applications available daily at 82 Berkham Court in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling, and you can call them at 304-242-3870. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 141, lighting the valley for 110 years. Are you traveling? Working a little bit too much? Is your fur baby starting to get a little shaggy? Let Dirty Paws be your one-stop shop for all of your pet care needs. Stop in and see us at 202 18th Street or give us a call at 304-639-7754 to schedule your appointments for dog grooming, doggy daycare, and dog boarding today. And welcome back to Slatter on Sports. 8.45, we have about 15 minutes remaining. Time for you to get in if you like to uh, get in with your thoughts. On the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline, 304-214-1600. That's how you do it. Pumped up about the NFL. Not so much Thursday. I went to bed. uh, It was a close game, but uh, the final score uh, was not very close. Buffalo put it on uh, the Rams in Los Angeles, and that is your Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. You'll have that sometimes, a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, they call it. I'm hoping uh, for the same with the Bengals. Uh, That's where the Steelers open up at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Cincinnati, six-and-a-half-point favorite uh, in that game. Let's take a look at uh, the NFL action this week. Some interesting games. Uh, Baltimore, seven-point favorites over the New York Jets. A couple things about that game. Uh, The contract talks broke down uh, last night. Uh, That was the deadline uh, set by uh, their quarterback. And uh, they did not come up with a deal. So we'll see how that uh, shakes out. Uh, sometimes that's incentive. Sometimes uh, you got a little bit of the boo-boos and you're uh, you know, not so inspired, especially on the opener. So, again, that's a game to watch there. Baltimore, which a lot of people are uh, picking to be uh, right there nor- uh, towards the top of the AFC. Uh, but with the quarterback problem, uh, we'll see how that works. Cleveland is at Carolina. Carolina, one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Browns. Do you think the matchmakers did that? I don't. I don't. Th- I don't believe in coincidences. Baker Mayfield leaves Cleveland to go to the Panthers, and then they put that game open up. Maybe the schedule was already out. I don't know. Maybe it is a coincidence, but we'll be certainly watching that game, and we'll see what Baker Mayfield uh, has. I think he w- really wants to prove the whole city of Cleveland wrong, his teammates, the owners, the coach. And he'll get his chance. Again, Carolina, one point and a half favorites over the Cleveland Browns. You'll be able to hear that game right here on the Watchdog Network. Broadcast begins at 12 o'clock. Kickoff at 1. That is the Browns at the Panthers right here on the Watchdog Network. Indianapolis, another team that uh, a lot of the experts are picking. Indoor team, seven-point favorites over Houston. So we'll see there. I believe the first week of the NFL, even more so than college football, is your chance. The bookies really don't know yet. It takes them, what, a week or two to shake out, to really see if what they think is true. Because right now, it's you don't know. All speculation. So this would be the week. And I'm going to make a small bet because I don't have a lot of money. I have a small budget. 
probably a lot smaller than yours. But I'm going to make a wager because for me, it makes Sunday so much more enjoyable. Even a couple bucks gives you a, a, a day of an enjoyment. At least it does for me. I run everybody out of the living room, and I'm going to be there with my big screen watching football. Jacksonville at Washington. They used to call that team the Redskins. I'm not even sure what they call them anymore. Washington, two-and-a-half-point favorites there. New England travels to Miami. A little bit of a surprise. Uh, the Patriots underdogs. Miami, three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. New Orleans, one of the teams that uh, being picked to make some noise in the NFC. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Atlanta Falcons. Philadelphia at Detroit. Pretty interesting game here. I, I thought about this game, but how can you bet on the Lions? I think they might surprise some people this, this year. Their home, home opener is against Philadelphia at home. But I stayed away from it. But that will be one to watch, try to see what, what's really going on there. Philadelphia believes they improved, and I think Detroit did improve. But we'll watch and see how that, uh, how that shakes out. The most important game to me, we talked about it a little bit earlier, that's your Pittsburgh Steelers. One o'clock football, the way it was supposed to be played. That's your kickoff with the Bengals. The Bengals six and a half point favorites. What an offense they have. But you're putting all your eggs in one basket. If Joe Burrow, who is coming off surgery, appendicitis, what do they call that when you go in there and they jerk have to ask Dark Georges when he gets here? You know, he's still basically healing up from that. And I heard one of the shows talking about quarterbacks that have dealt with that. And Ben Roethlisberger was one of them. Not a type of thing you can bounce right back. Now, is that wishful thinking on my part? Now, I don't, I don't want to wish Joe Burrow any bodily harm. Wouldn't, seem, wouldn't mind seeing him get dinged up a little bit, banged up. But th that'll be interesting. You know, the Bengals were firing on all cylinders last year. But now they're not a surprise. And I know in the past when Baltimore, the Steelers, or the Patriots would go on and win the conference. Kind of hard to repeat because now everybody's gunning for you. But, man, that offense is really super. Hopefully the Steeler defense uh, can match up and at least have a close game. San Francisco at Chicago. Not an easy place to play, but the 49ers favored by seven. Some of the things I've read out of San Francisco, maybe a little bit of a, a quarterback controversy there. Some were surprised that they uh, kept go off low, but maybe they figured out, eh, probably better to have an insurance policy. So we'll keep an eye on that game. Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay, one point, one and a half point favorites at Minnesota. A little surprising there. I thought Minnesota at home would be the favorite, but that's not the case. Kansas City at Arizona, six-and-a-half-point favorite for the Chiefs. A lot of points. A lot of pressure on Murray, the quarterback for Arizona, and we'll see how that shakes out. I think this will be a, a real good game here, and I know Jerry Ames will be glued to the TV. Las Vegas at the L.A. Chargers. If I had to pick right now, AFC champion, I'm not jumping on that Buffalo bandwagon. Now, it's, it's a tough place to play in wintertime. So if those California teams have to go out there and play Buffalo for the AFC championship, that could be a problem. But I like the Chargers. I like their quarterback. He's gutsy. He's a gambler. Reminds me of Kenny Stabler. 
you just there's no lead safe. You know, if he has the ball that last drive, I, there's just something about him. And his, I think his best quarterback or his best quarterback play is, is ahead of him, young guy. So that's a big game there. The New York Giants at Tennessee, the Titans five-and-a-half-point favorites. It's a game there, but I, I don't know if I'd watch it if I had money on it. What a boring game. Tampa, two-and-a-half-point favorites at Dallas. Brady was away. Brady missed most of training camp. And you could say, well, a quarterback like him has been around, maybe not, doesn't need it, but offense has to be in sync. That'll be interesting. I'm not a Dallas guy. I hate to pick Dallas, but I think I'm going to there. Your Monday night game, another matchup with quarterback leaving his team and opening up against them. Russell Wilson, former Seattle Seahawks quarterback, now with Denver. Denver opens up at Seattle. That's your Monday night game. Denver, six-and-a-half-point favorites there. It's a lot of points. But I just don't know how Russell Wilson doesn't go back to Seattle with vengeance. You get a chance to, to show your team. Same thing with Baker Mayfield. So two matchups there where your former quarterback, he's the guy going against you. Coincidence? Or the NFL got to really get tricky with their matchups. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm not exactly sure what is in my budget. We'll see after today. But I'm going to bet a four-teamer. And I'm going to share my picks with you. And if I'm lousy, we'll talk about it next week. And if I'm real lousy, I'll quit making picks. But I know this. Last year, I studied pretty good. And I did not make bets. But I, I was honest. And I kept an honest score sheet on how I did. And I did pretty good. I try to stay away from my heart. I try to look at weather. I try to look at injuries. I try to look at all that stuff. And then determine who I thought was going to win. The spread. I also watched the spread. That's important. When a spread opens up and goes either direction, that means that's where the money is. So that's very important. So that's one of the things that I watch when I make my bets. Try to get an idea on what kind of weather we're talking about. I try to watch the spread. And that's where I make my picks. So here's my four, first four picks of the season. For some reason, I think Jacksonville, the Jaguars, are going to make a little noise this year. That's what I saw against the Steelers in the preseason. They're two and a half, they're, they're getting two and a half points at Washington. The line opened up at four, is now two and a half. That's my first pick. Jacksonville plus two and a half. My next pick is San Francisco. The line opened up at six and a half. It remains six and a half. San Francisco at Chicago. That's my second pick. Talked earlier about the Chargers. That's my team other than the Pittsburgh Steelers. For some reason, I like that quarterback. He's gutsy. Reminds me of Kenny Stabler. The trouble with that good weather team 
is when you have to come east and play in the playoffs. But I like them, and I think they are going to be the AFC champions this year. So take the Chargers plus the three and a half. No, I'm sorry, misspoke. Give the three and a half. The Chargers giving three and a half over the Vegas Raiders. The last pick of my four-team parlay is the Dallas Cowboys at home. I hate the Dallas Cowboys just about as much as the Cleveland Browns. But I think they're going to win this game. They're getting two and a half points at home. Tons of pressure on Deck Prescott. I just cannot see them laying an egg in this home opener. It's the big game Sunday night. And Tom Brady, he missed most of camp. And I, he's an old guy. Yeah, maybe taking it easy. But eh, I read the National Enquirer. Trouble at home. Can I go play against the Dallas Cowboys if I think mom's back home packing her bags? So that's one of those factors. I like the Cowboys here. Take the two and a half. I don't know if I'll do this every week, but I really like this Monday night matchup. It's Denver at Seattle. Russell Wilson. A lot to prove there. Big contract with Denver. Five points, that's a lot. But I think Seattle is going to be one of your your weaker teams. I look for Seattle to have a really good draft pick next year. Pete Carroll, I think, is about on his way out the door. Five teams. I'm going to play the four. I don't know if I'll, how I'll mix and match with the Monday night game, but I, I think out of all the five, I think the Monday night game is the closest lock. How in the world does Russell Wilson go back to Seattle and not dominate? Not just take the game. Beat him by himself with his legs and his arm. It's not in my four because I try to stay away from the Monday night game. That's a bonus. But to me, that's the lock of the week. And we'll see next week. You know, I'll be back. I'll be licking my wounds or be crowing a little bit. But I think the first week is the week to get the bookies. They're not sure yet. Who is sure? How sure are you when you put some money on the line? But to me, that makes the weekend. I'm an NFL guy. I don't get too crazy about college football. But to me, the perfect day is Sunday when you have a few bucks on a game. So I'll see if I can help you out. Maybe go the opposite. Maybe as the year goes on, you'll just go the opposite of what I pick and you'll be successful. But nonetheless, we'll have some fun with it. It was our first day here together. Next Saturday again from 8 to 9, it's Slatter on Sports. Doc George's and Paul Harris Sports Huddle is next. Thanks so much.
WVL1. From ABC News. I'm Mark Remillard. Celebrations and mourning in the UK, the country welcoming its new king, Charles III, who was officially proclaimed the country's sovereign in ceremony Saturday morning. At the same time, the country remembering Queen Elizabeth. The UK, of course, is mourning the death of the queen. But as King Charles noted, it was also a full life for his mother. So it's also a time for everyone to look ahead. And the excitement is alive and here with the pomp and pageantry that can be felt across this country as the public is now gathering to witness history and the start of a new era for the monarchy. That's ABC's Amy Robach. In a statement delivered following his proclamation, Charles says he hopes to follow in his late mother's footsteps. I shall strive to follow the inspiring example I have been set in upholding constitutional government and to seek the peace, harmony and prosperity of the peoples of these islands. In the coming days, the Queen's coffin will leave Balmoral in Scotland, where she died. She'll lie in state in London before her funeral. In Florida, the Justice Department and attorneys for former President Trump have offered their suggestions of who should serve as special master over the materials seized from Trump's home. The Department of Justice is proposing retired D.C. Circuit Judge Thomas Griffith and retired Southern District of New York Judge Barbara Jones as their candidates for special master. Jones served as a special master in the Michael Cohn and Rudy Giuliani investigations. This as Trump's legal team put forward former Jones Day partner Paul Hawk Jr. and Raymond Deary, a former chief judge of the U.S. District Court of Eastern New York, who also served on the Foreign Intel Surveillance Court. Both sides say they'll update the court if they disagree on the proposed candidates. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. You're listening to ABC News. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending UMA and their all-in-one phone, video, and collaboration solution. UMA? Yep. Switching to UMA is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. UMA. Now you're feeling it. Visit UMA.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. UMA. Smart communications for the smarter business. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver with advanced technology and equipment so we can reach over 160 million addresses across the country. We're delivering for thinkers, doers, movers, shakers, groundbreakers, future makers, innovators, trailblazers, disruptors, streamers, dreamers. So no matter what business you're in, we'll always be delivering for you. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com delivering. A delay to the start of the school year for some 49,000 students in Seattle as a teacher's strike stretched into a third day on Friday. Some students might enjoy the delay, but 7th grader Martin Sorensen says he wants to get back to class. It's pretty hard because I feel like it's taking away learning from our school year. Teachers are picketing over class sizes, support for special education students, and salary. After days of record-breaking heat, now Southern California is soaking wet from a rare tropical storm that made its way north from Mexico. With heavy rain moving through from what was Hurricane K, Manny manages a restaurant in San Diego and is piling up sandbags. Well, you don't want no damage in your floor, inside your promises. Like all the business in here, you know, they don't want damage on the floor. That rain now covering much of Southern California and a quick and dramatic change from the extreme heat of the past week and a half. Alex Stone, EBC News.
The U.S. government now offering a $40,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of a Malaysian defense contractor known as Fat Leonard, who disappeared weeks before he was said to be sentenced in one of the largest bribery scandals in the history of the U.S. military. Leonard Francis cut off his ankle monitor and disappeared, according to authorities. He pleaded guilty in 2015 to bribing Navy officials to help his Singapore-based ship servicing company. This is ABC News. My dad has a cold, but also has high blood pressure. That's why I got him Vicks NyQuil High Blood Pressure for fast, powerful nighttime relief. Unlike some ordinary cold medicines, it's specially formulated for people like my dad. NyQuil High Blood Pressure is sugar-free, alcohol-free, and decongestant-free. Vicks NyQuil High Blood Pressure. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, cold and flu for people with high blood pressure. Like my dad. Medicine. Use it directed. I'm Mark Remillard, ABC News. They said it couldn't be done. Cut inflation, cut the deficit, put more money in the pockets of West Virginia families. That's the deal Joe Manchin just cut in Washington. It's not a Democrat deal, a Republican deal, or a green deal. It's a red, white, and blue deal. Joe's plan negotiates lower prescription prices, expands oil and gas production for today, and encourages the development of alternative energy for tomorrow. And get this, it's all paid for by big corporations and Wall Street. Nobody making under $400,000 will pay a penny more. That's right, no new taxes. The deficit gets cut, inflation lowered, more money for average families. It's a win for West Virginia and America. That's Joe Manchin, smart, independent, always doing what's best for West Virginia. Paid for by West Virginia Freedom Alliance. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problems. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Keep the umbrellas around for the weekend. Hello, everyone, from the Watchdog. I'm Darnell Foster. Mostly cloudy skies should prevail for the majority of your Saturday with highs in the upper 70s. But we'll see this chance of scattered showers and storms sneaking through late afternoon, early evening with the overnight low of 60 degrees. Showers on and off for your Sunday. Otherwise, mostly cloudy temperatures near 75 for the daytime high. Have yourself a great weekend, everyone, from the Watchdog. I'm Darnell Foster. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. Your chance draft and raise up your cleats. It's time for the Saturday morning sports huddle. Brought to you by Paul Harris at Harris Law Offices in Wheeling. All right, welcome to this Saturday's uh, Paul Harris Sports Huddle. I want to thank everybody for joining. <laughs> That's Bob Slider on, on the board playing uh, Perry of Aerosmith had a birthday. And uh, that is Sick as a Dog, one of my favorite Aerosmith songs. Mike Florek just joined us. 
Obviously, this is the Paul Harris Sports Huddle. Um, Watchdog Hotline is now being sponsored by Frio and Stack Auction Services. Call in the text or text at 304-214-1600 or toll-free 866-514-1600. Tune in radio app, watchdognetwork.com if you are um, streaming. And uh, I'd just like to thank Bob. I didn't realize Ross was off, and Bob's under the weather. But uh, Great song to open up with, Doc. Yeah. And uh, but would it uh, be a gamer, Bob? We're, I've yeah. been in the radio a long time. I've never gotten sick with nobody to help me. Yeah. I'm here by myself. Well, you're, there's a doctor. Now. <laughs> I'm trying. I feel better. During a break, I call something in for him. He can run up, dissolve it under his tongue, and while we're on the air, and you and I can carry it. But uh, we're good. We're, we're going to go as long as Bob can go. Tell I'll go as long as you guys can go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, Mike, real quickly before we get in the local, um, good to see you guys again. Good to see uh, you. Glad uh, you're back. Yes. You uh, survived the. Oh, what a what a party! Seventy-two hours of tailgating. Yes. And we'll get into that maybe in the next segment. <laughs> I want to hear it. Uh, but uh, and uh, you get a song because I didn't realize we'd have an extra song today. We can okay. tag it on and because uh, Ross didn't get a pick in. So um, awesome. When you think of it, Bob will shoot it in there at I some point. It. And um, listen, uh, before we get into local football, would you tell us about this very special guest we're calling at eleven o'clock? Yeah, we're having Greg Brown from Voice of the Pirates. Uh, excited to. I've known Greg for a long time. Um, he's just a super guy. In my opinion, he's right up there with, you know, Bob Prince, Mike Lang, Myron Cope, the great personality. I can't go there. My, Bob Prince to me is the whole, is a, <laughs> is a holy icon and Mike Lang to the hockey player. You might get shot on the air, uh, already. Well, but, give, give him some years when people look don't, back. You're not going to put him in Myron Cope's category. I am. Huh? I oh, am. no. He's no. that good. I, I mean, he's as good as anybody going right now. Bob, he's killing me with this. He's team. killing me with this. I think but, he's very, very good, but uh, uh, okay. he's not the gunner. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's he, he's, a, he's You know he's got YSU connections. I didn't realize that. Yes, he spent a year it. or two at WFMJ Okay. Uh, as a sports anchor. There I didn't know that. Now. So that'll make you elevate and, and, his And we, when bit. we get into the uh, NFL, I kind of snuck in when uh, Bob was doing a little segment on his predictions uh, and his parlays and things, so I'm very interested. I, I overheard almost all of them. It was like four or five teamer, and I agreed with everyone but one, but I'm not going to tell you which one I, I uh, disagreed with. But um, we'll get into the NFL. Obviously, Big weekend um, last weekend, uh, not so big this weekend, but still some good college matchups. We'll get into that. But let's go to the big game. Um, Central hangs on to beat Belair. Uh, I, Watkins Ferrara um, runs to victory over Big Reds. Uh, Riley Watkins for 182 yards, and Lorenzo Ferrara ran for um, 206. Uh, oh, no, last week, 182 again. Um, and from what I understand, it was 26-20, and Coach Boner, who I grew up one block from, uh, had a great game. And there was like three and a half minutes left. Uh, my friend Tony at the Breakfast Club, uh, Anna Rulley, told me that uh, he was watching on TV. And Central, deep in their own territory, had a third and 18. Belair stops them. They get a chance with the ball. And they just did a basic running play to take time off the clock and busted the gut for 18 yards, and that was the oh, end of the my. game. Wow. Yeah, just something, nothing. They weren't. <clears throat> trying. Excuse me, that hurts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you think you have them bottled up like that and give up that last play. So Central's very talented. Uh, Belair is one in three, but they're a much better one in three team. Um, and I'm sure Coach Boner by the end of the year will have them clicking. No doubt, he um, knows what to do. Yes, and we'll have him on later in the in the season. Okay, uh, uh, Ross's John Marshall Monarchs fell to um, the Indians. But of Bridgeport it must be the Bridgeport of West Virginia. 
Uh, actually, I think Madonna played Bridgeport. Bridgeport, West Virginia. Was that, Ma- was that Bridgeport, Bridgeport, Ohio beat Madonna. Oh, was it Bridgeport? Okay. okay, yeah. okay right. 21-14. I know nothing about – I know John Marshall has been trying to turn it around. I really uh, – they put up a heck of a fight, I think, in week one, but um, uh, it was tight. And um, I caught a little bit the last quarter of the Magnolia uh, River game. And the River ran away with that one. Right. And the uh, talking about Bridgeport, we'll go to Bridgeport, Ohio. <coughs> Blue Dons of Madonna, your Madonna Blue Dons, blow out undefeated Bridgeport Bulldogs. I think Bridgeport's undefeated was a little dicey. That's, that's but Fred, but they're turning, Fred Ray's the coach. Yeah, they're turning yeah, things around. Former, They've been lousy for a long time. So, Ohio, uh, you quarterback. Was very standout. Bob, you probably remember. remember what, Bridge, what was the score of the Madonna game? Bridgeport-Madonna? Uh, 40, uh, 40 to nothing. Oh, no, wait a minute. If you forty nothing with two minutes left, so it was something like that. Forty Madonna, to six. Madonna won. Forty six, her home debut. Yeah. And Bob, you remember when Bridgeport was just a small school power for years and years? Oh yeah, nobody wanted to play them. Yeah. So on the Shea side and Bridgeport had great battles. Uh, the I don't think a surprise team, but looking very strong. Uh, Union local uh, wins over undefeated Harrison Central, forty five fourteen. And what yeah. you're seeing, I think, is like and, some of these. And they un- put it on Ferry last week. Yes, and Ferry, you know, Ferry barely beat Shady Side is not very good, obviously, and right. they beat a Letonia team and a Buckeye local team. So I think now we've got four games in. You're starting to see, you know, what the real contenders from the pretenders yeah. are that's coming in. Yeah. Um, also, um, Shamrocks uh, beat Shayside Tigers. Very hard times. First time in 20 years. I think Shayside's been this down, maybe more. 0 and 4 now. Yeah, 0 and 4. 38 nothing. 31 nothing at half. I'm sure the mercy rule was. Uh, they just don't have the kids. Uh, St. Clairsville destroyed Martin's Ferry 54 to 18. Um, so you know they're getting some lopsided stuff. Um, yeah, Universe- I believe that was that ferry. Was was that that ferry? Uh, no, St. Clairsville. Oh, Clairs- uh, University forty three, Brook fourteen. Brook's showing some promise. Um, yeah, two and one now. Um, yeah. They they looked. I, I saw some of the. Uh, I, I saw the first half of the Indian Creek game. Went home and watched the brawl after. But I thought Brook looked pretty solid, and they're very confident going into this year. So yeah. it's good to see them back. Yeah, they uh, struggled yesterday. Obviously, Cameron forty two, Frontier six, um, and New Matamoris there. Cameron always. Uh, does very well in regular season. It's when they get into the yeah, playoffs. You know, I just want to make another point about the Brook uh, University. I, I, as these towns grow, it seems like their their football programs grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Morgantown's just exploding. And then we got, like, we talked about, mentioned Harrison earlier and all the great things they have. Uh, uh, Harrison Central. Oh, yeah, all the facilities. Yeah, yeah, the facilities. And, and uh, if you build it, they will come and they will win. Bellsville, 43 squeaks by 134. Hundred Hornets, and I don't know the records. I know Bellsville won their opening weekend. Uh, Clay Battelle sticking around the uh, OVAC beats Valley thirty-seven to twelve, and North Marion forty-nine. Oak Glen zero. Obviously, Oak Glen, a power, kind of got screwed by COVID, has fallen on some hard times. Yeah, doing well in our other sports, but uh, it's, uh, football is. Uh more yeah, ways to go after that game. M- more up your way. We're high, thirty-five. Indian Creek nine. Yeah, we're we're must be a, a decent team this year. I saw Indian Creek and Brook. I thought Creek Creek's got some big guys as they always do. Uh, they didn't throw the football much. I'm not sure about the balance on their offense, but and of course, sta- okay. staying up north with you, the you know um, Pittsburgh USO. I'm not sure what that is. Steubenville Big Red, fifty to fourteen. Big Red, roll red, roll. That's on. the Obama Academy. 
the Obama Academy. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, Reno's got it going. Sounds like he has another really good team. And my Crusaders uh, pulled out their first win last night. Stephen ought to be getting ready for Mooney within a couple uh, weeks. Yeah, that's uh, what, what a great rivalry that's developed into. And I know there's so much respect just going uh, 60 miles up the road there. That's one on the, ca- on the calendar you always mark off that uh, you want to try to get to if you can. Yeah. Other local news, and long overdue, Bob, I'm sure you'll agree with this. Huggins finally gets in um, the College Basketball Hall of Fame, and I can't help but wonder if it's a coincidence that Coach K retired and he because <laughs> the rumor was Coach K didn't like him and was always campaigning against him. I'm sure it's just urban legend and BS. But, uh, I mean, my God, the guy and wins. I mean, he should have been in five, ten years ago. I, I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. Oh, certainly. Way to go, Huggy. Yeah. Uh, happy for Huggy. I met him a couple times. Great guy. But yeah. I think some people resent the fact that he just – is who he is, and he doesn't care. Yeah. Kind of sloppy on the court, you know, yeah. doesn't really well, yeah, dress up. No, he doesn't care. He is who he is. I'm Bob Huggins. I like to have a good time. I love my players. I'm going to yell at them. I'm going to beat them up and all yeah. that kind of stuff, you know. But but I'm going to uh, I'm going to be who I am. You know? yeah. People don't like that. They want the more buttoned-up version of you the know, CEO. And I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Indian Valley South, Ganadin Hutton, he's still kind of one of us. Oh, uh, God, yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, and he's uh, great. He has, done, great. he has done the show before, and hopefully when things cool down and before basketball – heats up we can have him back on the show and uh, congratulate him in uh, awesome. person um, but um, I'm trying to think what uh, Tim Reynolds wrote this I'm trying to follow him in on Huggins George Carl lost 19 of his first 21 games as NBA coach Tim Hardaway spent hours dribbling in an unfinished basement when it was too cold blah 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 there were no signs basketball oh they all got it so George Carl George Carl got into college football or college basketball I didn't even I didn't even know that he coached. Did he college. coach at the college level? I, I guess he did. I, maybe he played ma- at UNC. I maybe believe, didn't maybe he? that didn't. Maybe he's in as a player. I don't wow, know. Wow, I don't know. He was that, yeah. that much of a standout player. So um, we won't do a lot of baseball because we got uh, Mr. Brown coming up, but we'll do a little. Obviously, the Pirates. Were you at the Tribe game last night? Is that where you were? No, I didn't go to the Tribe game. We're hanging out in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I love this though. Oh, we have a caller. We do. We have Gene on the line. Gene. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Good. Hey, great to hear your voice again. Now, listen, I got something for you, and it's about professional football. I hate to interrupt you. No, you call anytime. Okay, now listen to me closely. (laughs) Now, the queen reigned for 70 years. God bless her soul as she passed away. The question is, how many quarterbacks? 59. 59 quarterbacks the Browns have had during Queen Elizabeth's reign. You didn't even let me get it. You know what? You spoiled my whole thing. <laughs> hey, listen, as a, as a pathetic Brown fan, I heard overheard Bob say he can't stand him like the Cowboys. Uh, you don't think people have texted me that all week long? But, no, it was great. I'm glad you reminded me. And I almost brought that up on my own, so I'm glad somebody beat me to the punch. Okay. Hey, Gene, well, proper – Hey, Gene, Gene, proper perspective, though. You know, Browns quarterbacks, 59. But, you know, when you think, and I know you're, you know, your age, and think when Queen Elizabeth, God rest her soul, um, and uh, when she started, Stalin was in power and Harry Truman was our president. How about that? I know. 59 quarterbacks. God, I heard that, and I said, you've got to be kidding me. Okay, have a good show. See ya. All right, thanks. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of that this week. Uh, but um, 
with baseball, Pirates obviously don't have the worst record in baseball, not even the worst, I believe, in the um, uh, National League because Washington claims that right now. They're 51-86. and 86 and Mike, I was trying to remember your prediction. You said they they would not win 60, 59, 59. You might be coming on there. And this was great, uh, Bob and Mike. I'm coming back from Pittsburgh. Um, a buddy of mine who I graduated with is in for the Tennessee game. He walked on to Tennessee under majors years and years ago. But we're listening to the radio on the way back, and the announcers said the Cleveland Indians used that name score and didn't even correct himself. Then use the Guardians. He's like slip. Yeah, good for him. And somehow, and uh, Mike, you're a baseball guy with the youngest team in baseball. How? And I know it's you know only five over five hundred, but they're three in the loss column above Chicago White Sox. Tony Larusa, Chicago White Sox in first place. How you know you you've managed coach? How is Francona? Now, granted, they'd probably be in fourth or fifth place if they're in the Yankees division or whatever. I don't know. But how does a guy? How, how, what separates a manager that can take and do more with less? First of all, you have to look at their front office, and it's long been. When I was, you know, coaching at Boston, we we had a little bit of a relationship with the Indians, and uh, I just loved the way that they went about things. The people that they had in their front office were first class, very professional, really knew what they were doing from top to bottom. You know, they started the Mahoney Valley uh, franchise there in, in North Henley which was uh, the Indians, uh, you know, lowest level rookie ball. So from top to bottom, the organization is great. I'm sure that's what Terry saw when he wanted to take that job, that he was going to set himself up in a good situation with a chance to win. Now, if you look at Terry Francona's pedigree going back to Tito, Terry right. grew up around the game. Right. I mean, he was, he was, he was probably capable of managing when he was Bob, Bob did you collect old. baseball cards? Sure. You remember Tito Francona's baseball cards? It had position, third base, shortstop, second yeah. base. Like Anywhere. <laughs> but those guys know the game, okay? Those, those are the guys that know the game when they play every position yep. like that. Terry was a little bit like that. If I recall, he threw left, and I think he was a first baseman outfield, if I recall, yes. him as a player. Yes. He was kind of a utility guy, pinch hitter, that kind of thing. But he, he's, he's forgotten more baseball than most people know. He's just a lifer in baseball, loves the game, respects the game, respects people, treats them the right way. And just his experience. Is, yeah. I mean, that's he, he's, he's just done it all. He's been there, seen it, done it. You know, in college, he played with Barry Bonds. That was one of his teammates. I didn't know that. State. Yeah. yeah. So, so he, uh, he's been there, uh, just seen it all, done it. As I, I, could, I, I may stand corrected. He may be a little bit older than Barry. But um, he, he's just an outstanding I don't think. I he's think just an outstanding right. guy. Well, Barry Bonds would be about 60 or so. Uh, something like that, maybe mm. 62. I'll have to look that up. Um, but uh, he, uh, uh, Terry Francona is just, uh, he, he's just a lifer in baseball, great guy, very successful, uh, knows how to deal with the media, and, and he's just very level-headed. You know, he's a very level-headed guy. He kind of looks like, he's like a Jim Trussell of baseball. Right. You know, he's like a and CEO. And, and, and the really thing that doesn't get, in my opinion, I don't know about Cleveland, I don't scan the papers, but. The thing that doesn't get enough press is the fact, again, he's from Aliquippa. He's one of us. Oh, no Cleveland, doubt. Youngstown, Pittsburgh, Rust yeah. Belt, Steutonville. Yeah. You know, he's got a, you know, I'd love to meet him and just, you know, imagine he grew we up can, in the, you know. You were close, there. Mike. He's 58. 58. Francona's 58? Yeah. No, Barry Bonds. Francona's 58. So that's yeah. here. Terry's 63. But, uh, so you know, I, I, he, probably, he probably fits right into that Cleveland blue-collar mentality as he would in Pittsburgh or even down in this, this area. 
And I don't think that gets enough publicity. Well, well Terry was actually born in St. Uh, uh, either South, I think South Dakota. Or, right. Um, but the Tito. The Tito. I mean, you, uh, but, you, yeah, but he still has that mentality installed. As a, as a matter of fact, the guy who was my successor at YSU, uh, Rich Pasquale, is from that area. And his you acknowledge there was Youngstown State baseball after you left? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, they, 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 they've gone nothing but up since I've been. And you're all in blue today. Looks, well, I didn't look at this. Pittsburgh well, Penguin hat. Yeah. And what's uh, – Well, this is post-33, but okay. we, we've got a uh, uh, coach pitch game at 1 o'clock in Richmond. So uh, we're going to uh, be uh, – So could you still go out and play some softball? No. You couldn't? No. My, I, my joints are just too uh, – took too much of a beating off. All the time from uh, you know going back to football and all right baseball we we also we want we this is amazing to me I something I never thought I'd read in a paper um, at 1:30 p.m. Cardinal Mooney is playing Lindsley wow here wow Carl Polini's Carl, team yeah. yeah and uh, what kind of start are they off to do you know I don't know and I know they got to be playing Steubenville in a couple of weeks um, and uh, that that just uh, just looking at that, I had to read it twice, and of course our friend Sestaski uh, has a beautiful column. Huggins still aiming to bring a championship to West Virginia, and uh, you know that, that's Seth. And we got a couple minutes left because before we get into the NFL at some point, um, and I hope um, I think Gus is going to call in about Tom Weisskopf because he died a couple of weeks ago and we've just been real hairy. Oh, I didn't know Tom Weisskopf. Yeah, yeah, away. and. Uh, and with that being Great said, he, yeah, he has a couple stories, uh, personal stories he wants to share. Uh, we just couldn't get to it a couple weeks ago. Uh, but real quickly, um, the one NFL game that happened, uh, I had no, I missed the memo that Vaughn Miller is already on the Buffalo Bills defense, which was which was a wealth of riches already. Yeah, probably the two best safeties in the game. And, and uh, front. I, I, I listened to the game on the radio because I was up at Cleveland driving back. And um, I was uh, I was listening to the announcers as it looked like the Rams didn't even present themselves as like Super Bowl champions. They seemed flat. Uh, they seemed out of sorts, uh, like it was some coronation and they weren't tuned up. And McVay kind of acknowledged that, that it was on him that they weren't fired up. Um, uh, it was interesting that Stafford threw three or four interceptions and that the an analyst – you know, said that one thing Stafford's very good at throwing off the blitz, and uh, at this point in time, they didn't rush him; they contained him and threw. Speaking of that, my God, telepathic, Gus, you on? I'm on. Good morning. You have Bob uh, on the board and Mike Florak with us today, and uh, Hi, I want to. I was, you know, you and I were chatting, and I knew you had a couple quick stories you wanted to share about the late Tom Weiskopf, who passed away, I think, at 80 two weeks ago, maybe 79. Right. He um, he gets a bad rap a lot of times. And uh, when I was in college, we would have these alumni matches, and all these ex-Buckeyes would come back, but none of the tour stars. It would just be the, the all-sos. And uh, Weisskopf would come to every one of them, and he'd play golf, and, and we'd go out. And so this one particular day, I'd shoot, uh, I'm playing, and he's in the group ahead of me, and we have a big skin game going on. And, you know, when you're in college, you, you, if you can get in the skin game, that, that's how you make your living. And um, I'd shoot four over on the front nine. Oh, we're talking about go golf. I thought you meant skin in some other no, perverted no, no, way. Don't go there, Tom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 
So on the back nine, I make four birdies. I come in, and they said, Gus, Tom Wyckoff's tied all your birdies. You get no skins. I said, okay, that's fine. And then Wyckoff said, no, no, no. I'm not. He said, I'm not in that game. I'm not in that game. So then all of a sudden, they pay me $300, 75 bucks a skin. And I love the guy after that. But no, he used to come, he used to come back to our, our, our talk to our team. He told us one time that he could take every one of us, because we thought we were all great players, and take us to Augusta National, put us on the green, every green, 18 greens in regulation, and we wouldn't break 80 because he said we wouldn't be able to putt the greens. Huh. And then and then one more short uh, little thing. Uh, if you When he passed away, Andy North, um, who was a U.S. Open champ, mentioned that if you could ever have dinner with Tom Weisskopf, you would, it would just be a great experience because all he does is tell stories. So I'm playing the South American tour one year, and um, – I, I walk down the lobby of the hotel, and, and dinner, you can't get dinner until 10 o'clock at night there. They, they start, they, our restaurants don't open until 10, and at midnight, they're fully packed. And so I'm in the lobby of the hotel, and Weisskopf walks up and says, hey, what are you doing for dinner? And I said, I, I'm just getting ready to go out. And he said, come with me. We're meeting a couple of guys. So we meet Tommy Aaron, who was a Masters champ, a couple other guys, and Weisskopf told stories the whole night. And someday when we have time, I'd like to – share one of them with jack nicholas it was unbelievable but that's the kind of guy he was so as much was as that was that the story where um a couple guys were busting uh yeah. nicholas and he didn't want to play for money he didn't want to play the practice round for money <laughs> and, and nicholas walked up to weisskopf after a lot of harassing and he said he looked at me he looked me in the eyes with those steel gray eyes and says i want you to play harder than you've ever played in your life and and then Weisskopf and Nicholas went out and beat him for about $13,000. <laughs> <laughs> Weisskopf couldn't wait to get the money, and Nicholas turned around and said, we don't want your money. Just pick up our lunch tab. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, there was, if I remember, somewhere in the mid-late 70s, there was a streak where Weisskopf was probably the best golfer. Uh, I remember he had a streak, and Tom Watson had a streak. Uh, is that correct? Remember, he got real hot for a year or two. Yeah, I think he won. I think he won the Open, the British Open at, at Troon in '73. So along that period of time, and and I, I graduated Ohio State at '75. So so he was still part of us, you know. Then I mean, we loved when he would come back to the to the school and talk to us. But but he. He won that, I believe, in 73 and just was unbelievable. He had so much talent, it was crazy. You know, I, I got a little funny anecdote. Um, uh, you know, you, you met my friend John Ballot, right? You met yes, yes. Now, when he was in high school and he went to the final match to be the best player in Ohio, and Weisskopf beat him, and he decided, like, of all things, that he could never golf like that, and he just – went to Purdue instead of going on with Galton. Imagine that's the guy that beats you <laughs> yeah. and knocks you yeah. out of the I game. Like, right to Tom yeah. I'm going to give up. But who knew? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of stories like that. Yeah, and you know what? Not many people could beat him anyway. Yeah. Right. Now, so, Gus, one of the great moments in golf uh, history was when Nicholas uh, – uh, refresh my memory. Was it the 72 British Open? Nick, it came down to Nicholas and Weisskopf. Um, I don't remember that it was 72. Now, there was a Masters that they, they came down. To the two, the two Ohio State grads. Yeah. yeah. And, yes. And, and later in the years, uh, Jim Nance brought Weisskopf onto the telecast at the Masters. And, and Jim Nance looks over at Tom and says, hey, Tom, what's Jack thinking right now? In the middle of the tournament, and Tom looks over at Jim Nance and says, if I knew what Jack was thinking right now, I'd be out there playing. I wouldn't be here. 
Hey, so uh, you you know uh, you missed the your brother came to the dinner in Little Italy a couple of nights ago in Cleveland because you were you're playing uh, night golf, correct? Uh, it, were your balls no. were your balls lit at night or how's that work? You know what? You know what? Doc, <laughs> are you allowed to talk like this on the radio? Well, I I've heard that they play night golf with lit balls, right? Well, it's fluorescent it's called glow ball. It's called glow ball, but okay. I, that's not what I was playing. It. I was I, playing more in the evening. What's wrong with you, Gus? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want the same answer I gave you the other night. I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> enjoyed seeing your, your brother. He's a real jag-off, uh, so I like always meeting one of my own kind. So, yeah. you know. So, but anyways, thank you for coming, calling in uh, this segment. Yep. Enjoy your day. Go Bucks and all Th that stuff. Go Bucks is right. I'll, I'll, I'll see you soon. All right. We are at the end of the first segment. Uh, we will come back. Uh, talk a little bit about college football and then probably NFL the next segment. But uh, call in, welcome. And uh, Tommy Shaw of Sticks, uh, doing this for you guys, Steeler fans. Isn't yes, this their. Uh, and, and I just want to say, and I'll get into it, this is Renegade. At the Pitt WVU game, and the atmosphere is fantastic, and I love the whole game. But Sweet Caroline, I'm sorry, is no rock. It's not, it's it's not a rock. It's not a hang-on exactly. Sloopy or an inner Sandman. I just don't well, get it. It's one of the reasons I don't follow Pitt anymore. Yeah. They change oh the uniform. They change their stuff. They're on campus. Yeah. Bob's, Bob's, and, uh, Bob's, we're so far, we might be good for another segment. I'm eyeballing him as a physician. <laughs> Let's see in a little bit, guys. <laughs> Can I have two Coors Lights? You got it. Hey, Mike! I need two Coors Lights! With a taste as cold as the Rockies, only Coors Light gives you refreshment every time. Here you go. Thanks, Mike. Doing a great job. All right, two ice-cold Coors Lights. Um, that's the coldest beer I've ever had. Hey, they don't call it the world's most refreshing beer for nothing. Okay, be honest with me. Do you really have the Rocky Mountains in your beer cooler? You don't believe it? Check it out. Man, that's pretty amazing. I know, right? I can't believe it myself sometimes. I mean, this cooler is only three feet wide. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With great beer comes great responsibility. College football season is coming, and FanDuel wants you to be ready for game day when the college football kicks off. Right now, new customers can get $150 in free bets guaranteed for week one. Just place a $5 bet, get $150 in free bets if you win or if you lose. Bet any college football any way you like. You can try the same game parlay bet, jump into the action with live betting, look at some of the special promotions they have, and go for it all with national championship futures or bet your thoughts on the backyard brawl. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, do it now. Use my name and row in the promo code box and find out why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. You must be 21 or older and physically present in West Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. 
Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The courtroom. With a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation. 304-232-5300. They said it couldn't be done. Cut inflation. Cut the deficit. Put more money in the pockets of West Virginia families. That's the deal Joe Manchin just cut in Washington. It's not a Democrat deal, a Republican deal, or a green deal. It's a red, white, and blue deal. Joe's plan negotiates lower prescription prices, expands oil and gas production for today, and encourages the development of alternative energy for tomorrow. And get this, it's all paid for by big corporations and Wall Street. Nobody making under $400,000 will pay a penny more. That's right, no new taxes. The deficit gets cut, inflation lowered, more money for average families. It's a win for West Virginia and America. That's Joe Manchin, smart, independent, always doing what's best for West Virginia. Paid for by West Virginia Freedom Alliance. Sorry, we're, I was getting into the song. I, I'm waiting was, on you. All right. Hey, uh, we're back to the Paul Harris Sports Huddle. Second segment. Uh, that was Liar from Three Dog Night in honor of Danny Hutton, I think, who had a birthday this week. Uh, he was he was the one that came up with the concept for the three guys. Uh, Wells is, Corey Wells is dead. Chuck Negron, who was actually a very great, uh, very good athlete, played college, I think, basketball, um, is doesn't tour with him. Danny still does, along with the guitarist Michael Alsop. Alsop. And I think, you know, Did they, they have some roots in Western PA. Or they may have. I there was did. something there. Um, and maybe Negron, even though he played basketball on the West Coast. Um, 
and uh, as Bob will tell you, was kind of the soundtrack to our pop life in the top 40, but they actually, you know, I hate to see them get branded with that, but those monster hits, Joy to the World and Cele- uh, Black and White, yeah. Black and White, you know. Yeah. But, Great you know, they're, they're, those four guys. Out in the country is yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, Jimmy Greenspun on keyboards, who was just phenomenal, and, and Snee on drums. I can't remember the bassist. Michael Alsop, who still tours with Danny Hutton. Uh, and that, you know, it just this was a fantastic group and old-fashioned love song. Yeah. Never been to Spain. Yeah. I mean, just some great, uh, yeah, they were, great stuff. They were monsters in the 70s. And I want to give, at some point, I want to give a taste of things to come because uh, I heard, like I said, Bob... Um, who's being a real trooper today, uh, talk about his picks. Yeah, that's off pro, the bob. Uh, NFL. And see, he actually sounded very intelligent uh, on why he picked these. these, And he did the spread. It wasn't just to win. And uh, we'll do a little college right now. Obviously, you all want to hear about my three-day yeah. adventure. Uh, so we started out at the Backyard Brawl um, Thursday night. And uh, me with no iron in the fire, um, just enjoyed catching up uh, with – my pit guys, I trained in Pittsburgh, and a guy I trained with was in my wedding, Frank Santucci, got me some nice seats with him and his son, so Ian got to see them again. Tailgated with Steve Tomovich, who I met at Youngstown State. His sons were there, and we tailgated with them. Um, Ian, they were, the pit guys are great. Ian, uh, you know, shot a beer, you know, with the best of the pit guys to show him he still had it, even though he went to UK. Uh, shady side. Yeah. Fla- flawlessly, yeah. And he terrorized the Ohio State the campus for, for a while. So, the the pit game and Mike, I'm, I'm sure you watched it, correct? I watched the second half. I was yeah. at Brooklyn Indian Creek for the first. You half. know that they, they got a nice defense pit. They lost two yeah. of their linebackers, one early, but Narduzzi, and you know Pat, you know his dad obviously was a coach when I was at YSU. You know he he got rid of Whipple, you know, and he brought in a very conservative vagabond coach, Frank Signetti Jr., and that. Offensive hire will, I believe, come back to bite a very potentially sound, fundamentally team. All he did, and, and Narduzzi doesn't like it aired, aired out. We may never know if Slovis is good or not, uh, but you can't continue to run on first and ten and go to second and eights. No short, safe passes, and I think we'll see what happens with Tennessee. You know, Tennessee, everybody's got high expectations. Huge fans are coming in. I saw them last night all over the place in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was I was at the Pirate game last night. A lot of Tennessee people that yeah. Tennessee fans. Yeah, yeah, they're coming in, enjoying the time, yeah. getting to see Major League Baseball, which they well, they've got. A, they're in the top twenty-five. I think I was talking to yeah. a couple of their fans are like twenty-fourth or yeah. something. Yeah, like. it should be a good game. Jaws Heupel turned a disastrous uh, situation around quickly. I think, frankly, their little their expectation is going to be a little high. But if Heupel's offense gets up a couple touchdowns, whether it's fluke or turnover, or you know, Pitt with the way they're running is going to have a problem. Uh, catching up, yeah. I and and some of that's personnel too, though. You lose Kenny Pickett, and right. who knows what he's going to do with the Steelers? But he was a really, really yeah, good. But you got Slovis, uh, two, and then they years. lost their top receiver too. Yeah. to USC. Now apparently their running game, which they have this really supposedly really highly touted running back, I saw nothing against that at West Virginia. But credit to the defensive coordinator for shutting that down. Hey, West Virginia is good. I'm, yeah. I tell you, though, their two defensive ends on defense are outstanding. I thought their D backs made some plays. <laughs> And offensively, the guy I keep forgetting his name and Doug. I don't know if Doug's coming in or not, but he'll remember it. Number twelve, that the big guy that they moved from from uh, tight end to to tailback. He's good. He's right. explosive. He's oh no, Don, Donaldson's his Donaldson, name. And yeah. give give Graham Harrell a lot of credit 
for the way, you know, at first West Virginia kind of got up and Narduzzi made some great adjustments. And then Harrell readjusted. Yes. Now, again, um, in my opinion, and I don't like to say things come down to one play and they don't, but if you, you know, if you watch Marcus Freeman's post-game interview, okay, against after losing the high state, he basically said, look, and I thought Notre Dame, I thought his game plan was fantastic. He said, look, we held him for three quarters. We don't know how to finish. We got to learn how to finish. If you as a coach want your team to know how to finish, then you got to know how to finish. On a hostile environment of fourth and less than a half a yard, you can't punt that ball. And Neil Brown's going to have to live with that because you know the players wanted to go. You're on hostile territory. You know Graham Harrell wanted to go. And it well, was, if you're tied, I think you, if the game's tied, I think you go. At that uh, point, I, he's saying, I'm turning this over to you, defense. You win the game. You have a lead. I you just, play with the lead. I, I know, I, but I just, I just think you've got to be in the moment. And, and to me, the, if the, you're tied, the, you go. Uh, well, I, think I, he, I think it was the right call. I, I disagree with it, and only because I'm an emotional guy. And, I, and I'll never forget this scenario, and it's going to involve a good friend of yours and mine. Uh, Southern Cal comes in under Matt Barkley, a freshman. Uh, we're playing him in the high stadium, and we had fourth in one on the goal line. We were up. Trestle kicks the field goal, thinking, all right, a freshman quarterback coming down against our defense, but Matt Barkley led him, and we lost. And I remember, I mean, the whole stadium wanted him to go. And, and I, mean, I'm no, I know Coach Trestle. I mean, he's going to play it by the book. Yeah, he comes out and says, this is what kind of got me upset. He says, well, he goes, you know, uh, he didn't answer the second part. I mean, he didn't finish the question, but he said, if you looked at it, it was really fourth and almost a yard. If it had been fourth and half a yard, because logistics show if it's nine inches or more, the things as you kick the field goal. And I'm like, well, man, where's that. your fire? Where's your fire, man? The whole place was going. Oh, believe and me, there's a fire and to burn in that building. And, and, I, and, I, and I was thinking, but finished the statement saying, look, if we didn't get it, we got him pinned down there on the, on the, on the one-half yard line, you know, but – Again, um, your coach, I'm not. I think all of West Virginia, you know, kind of really wanted him to go. And, uh, yeah, Bob, yeah, but, I don't but, know if you have any thoughts on that. Uh, here's the thing. Here's I can't remember. Where are your uh, college alliances? I can't remember. West Virginia. Okay, yeah. I'm just not a diehard. Uh, I, you can second-guess him, but I'm like Mike. You have the lead. What happens if he doesn't make it? You talk he doesn't about, make it, you just give him a short field. Yeah. Well, you talk okay. about being second-guessed, yeah. you, you just give him a short Absolutely. field, like Mike said. I, I, so that's not the play. Him, I you, thought he really messed up. Late in the game, I think it was about a minute left. Quarterback scrambled. He gets he gets sacked for a big loss. Yes, he didn't call a timeout. Your quarterback's laying there. He's about half dazed. You, you're, you're losing all kind of time. That's the mistake I thought he made. Yeah. I'm I'm a mo- I, I, honestly it just I guess maybe because I was in the moment and West Virginia was going to pull up could pull off this great upset and go down fighting if they don't get it. And I thought at WV at West Virginia I could see punting, but down there. Pittsburgh's on their heels. But Pitt's so we, stout up front. That's but, a straight but, one of the best defensive lines Don, in the country. But Donaldson, they couldn't stop Donaldson at all. That's a good point. Okay. But, but and what Pitt a, what also a has a new quarterback, new OC, losing their top wide receiver. But Make a, them go 90 yards. Yeah, I know. That's, I know. that's just what yeah, I, you're, I just. I guess and those I, two defensive ends. I get caught ends, up in the moment. You know, I'm like, the, oh, let's go. The two defensive ends for West Virginia were playing great. I Number know. 55 is their, their bell cow. I can't remember. And the other guy looked like, he looked like Carl Eller back in the 70s. Carl Eller. Playing, there, playing there with a club on his left hand. Can you name that still, front four besides Carl? Uh, Gary Larson. Good. Uh, Alan Page and Jim Marshall, the Ohio State. And Jim Marshall was famous for what at Ohio State? Oh, he ran the wrong way. 90 yards. Yeah. 
picked up that fumble, ran the wrong way. He, he should be in the Hall of Fame. They all, all four of them should be. I guess maybe Gary Larson. You could argue not. Yeah, Alan Page. Alan Page is a federal was a federal judge. If he still is, if he Alan Page, uh, Notre to Dame me was just as good as Joe Green. Yeah, and, and Car- that's high praise because Joe yeah. Green's my all time. Yeah, and Carl and a little undersized Alan was. I mean, uh, he was, but he was but, so quick. If but he Carl Eller, what a monster he was. He was fantastic. I mean, the four of them playing. Uh, next to each other. What a force. It's a yeah. shame they never won a Super Bowl, and that's what's holding them back. Yeah. But it's also like the L.C. Greenwood thing. Like You can't put L.C. Yeah. Greenwood in the Hall of Fame because he played with great players, and we had this discussion yeah. about Holly last, last right. week. Right, and we're talking about Randy Gratishar. I mean, you know, Doug, yeah. Doug, Doug read all the stats on Sam Mills versus Holly. You could do the same thing, Sam Mills versus Gratishar. It's just not there. There's nothing, you know, that Sam Mills – I'm not – I like yeah. Sam Mills, a very underrated – overachieving player but my goodness uh and then i remember the debates back in the day a little bit before your time but like who was the better defensive end carl or deacon jones you know we get in these arguments like bill russell will chamberlain sure <laughs> so, oh so. yeah oh god and, uh, but those, and how about that front four for the rams you remember front, uh, deacon yeah, lamar lundy lamar merlin lundy, olsen, merlin and, olsen and, and rosie greer uh, rosie yeah rosie greer yeah I mean, that, you know. that was back in the day that's what made yeah. pro football pro yeah. football you know it's just yeah, just uh, like fantastic players. Okay, so um, go on to High State Notre Dame where I ended up and uh, had a great uh, tailgate. You can all read about my – you can see my rant on – just Google OSUcommentary.com. How did the counselor survive the day is what we want to know. He was – Is he able to call in? Is he, is he even in good enough shape to call he's in? He's tailgating right now. They say they're listening in their car. Uh, obviously, um, I don't know if I want to hear from him. And if you read my oh, blog – You spent too much time. Blog, it, yeah. it's, uh, you know, he got mad because I gave him, guys, a, I gave him a C-plus for the tailgate. and uh, oh. But I gave him the MVP just because he got the parking spaces. I, you know, he did nothing to help. Just scallop. I mean, no, his son and I, his son, not me. Did he cook son, anything? No, I had cooked. How, Jonathan, was, how was the lamb? The lamb was phenomenal. That's yeah. a whole other story. That went like that, and then somebody, I stay, I saved one, I had all this kebab, two legs, and I had these 12 racks, double rib chops, and I cooked them, and I saved them for the guy that got the Greek, the Gus's brother, Jimmy, who was late. Of course, it's his own fault getting late, and I saved one for him because he got me the tickets, 50-yard line and the parking pass, and somebody stole it. When I went to clean the grill, some and he, I don't know who it was, I went around looking because I was serving everybody because yeah. there's only so much. Sure. And Ian said it was a blonde woman with short hair he had never seen and before just came and got it because Ian was helping me cook, and I was furious. And that's why I drove up to Cleveland because I marinated more yesterday and, or Thursday and drove up there to give it to him because wow. I need those 50-yard line tickets for Michigan and Wisconsin and uh, – and yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't mess with a Greek and his lamb. And I don't know who this woman was, but she, to me, Bob, is like the one-armed man, the one-armed woman from the fugitive. fugitive. Well, yeah. somebody better rat her out. What soon. I'm thinking, Doc, it was that good. You have to watch for the next time because she's going to circle back oh, and look for more. I'm watching. I would come Wisconsin if it's a later game. If it's a noon game, I won't be able to cook it, obviously. So my take, and um, and, and you got to love this, Mike, because you, you you got involved. You know how people are. So I looked out at my phone in the first quarter because we gave 10 points up earlier. Everybody's ripping Knowles in our defense, and I finally just shut my phone down. You know, and then Knowles, you saw, and he's a linebacker coach, you saw what his 4-2-5 did, just shut everything down. And I looked when I opened it up at the end of the game, you know, mm, 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 all the tech. Not one person that was negative said I was wrong or I overreacted, you were right, you know. And we well, lost. That's, a, that's Ohio State fans. And, and then I, you know, no. and then. And everybody agreed with my analysis on the blog. So, you know, you hit things right on. I said, look, 
we are an air raid team, okay? But think about why we had to be an air raid team. We had to keep our defense off the field and almost score every time, okay? So Smith Najigba goes out early in hamstring, and our whole offense changes, fine. But the fact that we that Dave figured it out, we're just going to run the ball, and we showed everybody we have a dual running back threat. Now that gives them something else. Well, maybe we, you know, and give Marcus Freeman credit and James oh, Lernardis. Their that, linebackers that a, were, were that, phenomenal. That was so physical. That was a, well, the greatest thing about that whole thing was that was an old school physical football. Right, game. and that's what I love the most about it. Each other in the yeah. mouth. That was beautiful. It, you know, and, and, and show, you know, okay, um, you know, Abuka emerged as a, as a great third receiver option. And we saw so much, and, and nobody panicked. I wasn't worried uh, at all. My son was agonizing over it. I could care less whether he covered the spread or not. I mean, that's Notre Dame, Ohio State. Uh, so much hype, so much moment. Sure. You saw the trestle moment before. We had the paratroopers oh, and the celebrities and the, old, yeah. the NFL current Buckeyes and the old ones. And like you talked about in the moment, both those schools, if anybody knees wobbled a little bit in the moment, it was Ohio State probably early. C.J. wasn't as sharp as he could be. Notre Dame didn't wobble, and by the second half, nobody was wobbling in the moment. They were going at it, yeah. you know, that kind well, of stuff. Well, it's the first game of the year, too. And yeah, so yeah. Don't, don't opening J jitters, yeah, that yeah. kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, now you're not going against uh, your buddy. It's uh, 95% in practice. This is right. 100-plus and, percent. And what Knowles has done with that defense in one game, and, of course, it's a number five team, and I, although I think Marshall's going to give Notre Dame a game, I don't know, I don't think Notre Dame will cover the 21. They're probably a little emotionally worn out. Notre Dame is a legitimate top 10 team. Defensively, yes, but yeah. the, don't forget the loss of quarterback and a really, really good running back. Right. And their top receiver was also out for the year. Right, all torn so ACL. Yeah. yeah. So offensively, I think they've got their work cut out for them. But Freeman, I think, brings that spirit to that defense, and they were really, really I, good. I thought his presence, on-field presence, when I watched it in, on yeah, replay, good. very good. The yeah. one thing, and I don't know, you can tell me, uh, you know, as a coach, I want his press conference post game was was very very good in that he talked I talked about that they got to learn how to finish he wasn't making excuses no moral victories but he did not do the obligatory by the way first thing hats off to the high state team great team great coach he mentioned nothing about the opponent now I don't know if it was deliberate because there's that bad blood or it's just a new coach and he wasn't thinking you know you almost always do that uh, well I you know when when you're I know when I was younger, I didn't. I looked at only my my team. What what can we do? What can I do better as a coach? How can I better prepare them? So I don't think he's really focused on the whole atmosphere of being diplomatic and all those kind of things. He's worried about his guys. He's worried about there's a there's an adrenaline rush and a greater heightened sense of responsibility when you're a young coach and this is your first time. You know, this is your first rodeo running the big show. So he's focused only on his team. He'll probably learn that diplomatic stuff a little bit uh, later on in his career. I, and you know, it was one time I'm I'm uh, uh, I don't know what to say. You know, I would love to have been on the sidelines and just see the. I, I'm sure it's very friendly camaraderie between Larinitis and Freeman, high state studs that play together, and with the teammates they're facing, uh, Brian Hartline on the other uh, on the other end, and you know, just to see the old ribbing and. Uh, that kind of stuff. I, I just uh, find that funny, you know. Yeah, you know. it's a it's a terrific rivalry with uh, a, a lot of guys that uh, are familiar faces throughout uh, football, uh, college, uh, big time college football, and of course in the NFL. So uh, when, when you have that type of atmosphere and the game doesn't let you down, it even makes it better for the future because mm -hmm. the game was just 
to me, I love that old-fashioned uh, hit them in the mouth football, and that was that was terrific to see. We got a couple minutes left. Doug Hoff, I see, is in the building. Um, some there bigger, he is. some the man, the myth, the uh, legend. You know, I I saw where Georgia wiped out Oregon, fifty some to nothing. Okay, I just want to, re- and I know everybody says, "Oh, Georgia was supposed to be." I mean, they're still the top five, but they're going to be a little down. Reset. Listen, first games you can't tell, and don't forget that Oregon got. Two of their last three games last year, Utah pounded the crap out of them. They were an overrated number 11 team, should never have been there. And whether they got Bo Nix, uh, Bo Nix learned to lose more games than, than win more one game. So, Harold, Georgia, and then, I mean, hats off to Georgia, preseason top 11. You know, who knows what they really were. But everybody thought Oregon was something last year, and they weren't, although they beat us early, but that wasn't too bad. And we talked about Tennessee Pitt um, a little bit, and again, Pitt, cannot run that conservative offense and get behind against Tennessee, who's very hungry with a rabid fan base. Uh, we'll talk about some of the later games um, today. I'm very concerned, the old Lou Holtz adage, don't let the same team beat you two weeks in a row. Uh, I know it's Kansas, 13.5-point spread, but Kansas is hungry. West Virginia is hungover, even though we're at home. You, you never know. I mean, you, right, Doug? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I'm concerned for West Virginia there, uh, as well as Pitt. I like to root. Uh, and you're, and OU Bobcats are playing Penn State at noon. Yes, sir. You can last have them. We you were can have the last won. minute. I know. I know. Last time we were there, Frank took us to the Promised Land. Of course, that was the year after the. Mar- Marshall's game. playing Notre Dame today. I, know, I, I mean, I, we're, yeah, we're getting all these. Uh, I think sort Marshall of, may cover that twenty-one and a half. They could, Notre but could be a little. Hungover. But their best running backs out. That oh, all, all a, I mean, he's been, yeah, he's hurt or something. He's, he's and uh, what do you got? What do you got? A couple <clears throat> minutes, uh, Bob. Two. Uh, we have to go. Honestly, and, and Doug, you're a reporter, and we can talk about a little, you know. So <laughs> Iowa wins seven three against an FCS school, South yeah. Dakota State, who's a good FCS school, but oh, it's an absolutely. FCS. A yeah. few years ago, they beat Penn State six four, allowing two safeties. This time, they won on two safeties. <laughs> And I, and I like Kirk Ferentz. I, I love his loyalty in a, the Midwest, and I've been to Iowa's teams, just love him. But your son's the offensive coordinator. And to me, that handicaps reporters going into the press conference when obviously it's all on the offensive coordinator. And you can't say, hey, what are you going to do about Graham Harrell? Or what are you going to do about um, uh, uh, I can't, or Kevin Wilson at Ohio State? And you're, you're like attacking the guy's son. And I, I just think that's a mistake. And, uh, you know, to have your son as an offensive coordinator, particularly, I mean, 6'4", 7'3". Yeah. I mean, he wasn't there for 6'4", <clears throat> but 7'3", against an FCS school, that's got to be very uncomfortable for his co- for the coach. Ask Michigan if they'd like to have that mulligan against uh, Apple, Appy State a few years back. When, uh, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Beat, uh, that was at Michigan, yeah, too. Was at Michigan. And yeah. so the FCS schools are getting better. Yeah. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Oh, FCS it's wins a all. win is a win is a win. Yeah. So well, North Dakota State, uh, <clears throat> you know, upset uh, Iowa a few years ago. North Dakota State was undefeated. And by the way, the last team to beat, we'll end with this, North Dakota State at home 20-some years ago was Emporia State coached by Manny Matsapper. How about that? But Dan Shea is the running or Shea is the running back. I knew you'd get a Shady Side reference yeah. in there. <laughs> well, we, we are coming. I hear the music. 
That is Donny Iris. Oh, your song, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the way Good. love ought to be. Dominic Iraqi. Gun to my head if I have right. somebody said what's your favorite song. I still have his 6945, the rapper. Is that right? Yeah, that's the We will see you in a few with Doug Huff, Mike Forax, and Bob Slider on the board. Sixteen hundred WKKX Wheeling FM ninety seven point seven AM thirteen seventy WVLY.